Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Water Women podcast. My name is Jill, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. And I'm joined today by Caitlin McCall. Caitlin, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm super excited too. It's kind of interesting. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. So normally I'm asking the questions. <laughs> a little bit of a role reversal for you. Yeah. So Caitlin, how about you start out telling us a little bit about yourself? Like who are you and what do you do? You mentioned you had a podcast. Kind of tell us all about that. Yeah. So um, my name's Caitlin McCall. Um, I um, have founded Eco-Conscious Diver, um, which is a podcast, um, but it's also a lot of other things as well. Um, I offer Patty scuba diving courses. Um, I only do one-on-one, so they're private courses, and they all have um, eco specialties that are involved in them. Um, the podcast, which features marine scientists, conservationists, scuba divers, and anyone who's really interested in helping the environment, um, is going to be on the podcast. So that's been really fun talking to people just about what I love. <laughs> um, there's also a shop on the website that has products that I've um, curated and chosen um, that are all eco-conscious products that divers might want. Um, and I've done some events. So um, last fall, I was doing beach cleanup. Um, and I'm just kind of getting started on that stuff. So I'm in kind of phase one, I think, of eco-conscious diver. And I've got a lot more stuff planned. That is so exciting. It's a great podcast. I love listening to it. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad you've listened to it. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's a very interesting podcast and I highly recommend it. I've told a couple of my friends to check it out. So I'm really excited to share it on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get the idea for Eco-Conscious Diver? Where did that come from? And like, what made you just fall in love with the ocean and want to be an ocean advocate? So I guess to answer that question, and I kind of have to tell you um, just my story. Yeah, <laughs> from- absolutely. Go for it. Um, so basically, I, so I'm from Texas. I'm from a town in, in North Texas, um, which is completely not near the <laughs> at all. It's like that top kind of square bit, like right in the center of the country. <laughs> um, and my dad um, got us, me and my brother certified when we were... Um, I believe it was 11, like right when you could first start getting certified so that we could go on vacations and all scuba dive together. And so we did that and I absolutely loved scuba diving. Um, And then I went to college and it was also in Texas, um, down in the Austin area. And um, it wasn't really near anywhere where I could scuba dive. So I kind of just fell off scuba diving for a while. I went to school at Texas State University and I got a degree in advertising and communication studies. Um, so you're probably thinking like totally different than marine conservation. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little different. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get there. It's kind of like, it was definitely not a straight line. So, um, I worked in advertising for about four years for mostly magazines and, um, those, it was pretty fun. Um, but I wasn't really passionate about it or about any of the places that I worked, So you kind of feel like in advertising, if you're not advertising the right thing, you're kind of just adding to the noise, you know, people call it like selling cell phones to babies, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, And that's kind of how I felt. And then um, that was about the same time that we had the the, uh, U.S. recession. So 
I was in this job that I didn't really like, and I found myself in a position where I wasn't really making enough money, um, and I couldn't really pay my bills. And so it was like, you know, kind of double whammy. So I was like, okay, well, I don't even like this, and I can't pay my bills doing it. So what am I even doing, you know? So um, I just I thought I've always wanted to travel, and I didn't really get to in college. Um, I wanted to study abroad and my parents said no, I think because they thought I'd probably never come home, which is totally true. <laughs> um, and so I made that, made this plan to go to Australia and I was like, okay, so I'm going to get back into diving. I'm going to get my dive master and I'm going to go to Australia. So I saved up money for a whole year and then I went over there uh, by myself to Sydney and I stayed there for a whole year and in New Zealand. And I hadn't really done like a ton of outdoor adventure type stuff while I was in school. I was mostly in like sorority and just doing that kind of stuff. So it was like this whole other world. And I realized that it it was really kind of um, therapeutic for me to be outside and be in the ocean. And I really fell in love with it. Um, there's like a distinct moment when I was in New Zealand and I went through this really bad breakup and I was just, I went up to, um, Pahia, Pahia, and, uh, I was just so upset and I just went and got in the ocean and it washed over me and it healed me. And I just cried in the ocean by myself. And it was just this like incredible healing power. Um, and I just remember thinking like, I can never go back to not living near the ocean. You know, yeah. I've had this, I just have this connection now. Um, so I ended up going back to Texas um, and I went back to Austin because that's, you know, where most of my friends are from college and everything. And I just really missed the ocean. <laughs> um, so I had met my now boyfriend um, in Austin and we decided, I told him, I was like, I have to go back to the ocean. I want to move to an island. So we came up with this plan to move to Key West, Florida. And we got there and initially, you know, I was um, bartending and I had heard about this program that was a marine environmental technology program. Oh, cool. And yeah, it was like something I'd never heard of before. And people, you know, it's super hands-on. People were like doing classes literally on the reef, diving during class. Um, and I was like, this is insane. Like, I just have this feeling, you know, deep within me that I need to do this. <laughs> so um, I called my parents. I like made all the plans to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So um, I ended up um, graduating from there in a year and a half. It was one of the best programs I've ever done. If anyone has the opportunity to do that, um, definitely go. They're now Florida Keys College because um, they're now offering a four-year marine uh, conservation program, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but it was just insane. I mean, we did like research diving and coral reef restoration, all sorts of stuff. Um, I ended up volunteering and then working for the Coral Restoration Foundation. Um, and then I guess it was about a year ago, I was getting ready to graduate and I thought it's time for me to start a business. Um, and I, I mean, like get serious about business. I've started all of these ridiculous businesses in the past. <laughs> 
Um, like I sold rum balls for the Key West farmers market. I like <laughs> you are just an entrepreneur by nature. Yeah, I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur um, growing up, and you know, my brother is. I think it kind of just runs in our family. I love that. But yeah, so I just like I always have this itch to like start my own business. You know, there was one time too I was like gonna buy all these Levi's from thrift stores and like cut them off and sell them on a website, which I did for a while. Um, but I just wasn't like passionate about any of these things, so they all just sort of fell off. Which is, yeah. I think, what happens. It's like you know, it's a lot of work to really do something. Yeah. So it's- people really only stick with it if they actually love what they're doing. Yeah. It's got to be something you're passionate about if you want it to last for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I I was sitting around, I was thinking like, okay, I want this to actually be it, like be the thing that I do that makes a difference. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, what do I love, you know? And the answer is simple, you know? I mean, I love the ocean and I love scuba diving. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So, um, you know, I had the idea to kind of start my Instagram. That's when I started the C. Caitlin McCall Instagram. And my whole idea was just to build up that following to then start a business. So I really started um, Eco-Conscious Diver more seriously after I got my dive instructor, um, which was, I believe, in June. And then I really launched Eco-Conscious Diver. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got here. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite a story. It's definitely not a linear one, but I don't think any of the best stories are. So that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's, I think I'm, I feel lucky to have found my passion and I mean, now I'm, I'm 30 now. Um, but I think some people look their whole lives for what they love and they never find it, you know? So I feel grateful Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. To have found this. So before you had this eco-conscious diver, you kind of were just using your platform on Instagram to just kind of like spread love for the ocean, like your C. Caitlin McCall and all that, like just kind of post about your love for the ocean and kind of build your brand there almost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, I was doing that while I was in the, my last year of the Marine Environmental Technology Program. So it was really cool because I took a lot of the things that I learned in that program. And then I sort of just get transferred all of that stuff to the audience. Um, I really like fish a lot. So I like to take photos of fish and then, you know, do little write-ups on them. And because I I really think that education is that missing link for some people. um, And you have to bring out people's emotion in order to make them care, you know? So that's kind of my my motto is like, you know, if you educate people on the ocean, then they're more likely to care about how to save it and and keep it healthy. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So you do a lot of diving with this. Like you are, you said you're a dive master, like you can teach people to dive and do those courses. And how do you use that? How do you get tap into people's emotions with that? Like, obviously if they're pursuing their dive, like they're wanting to dive, they have some sort of like interest in the ocean. So how do you kind of go about spreading information with that? Yeah. So, um, I am actually now a dive instructor, um, which is one level above dive master. Oh, wow. Pretty proud of that just because it was a really hard course. It was very stressful. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
um, but really rewarding. And the reason I, I really wanted to do that is because um, I really wanted to, you know, teach people and show people the ocean. And what's a better way to educate people than by showing them, you know? And yeah. um, so, you know, there's kind of two parts to it, which one is just, just showing them, you know, and getting them underwater so that the next time when they hear about, you know, using straws kills turtles or whatever it is, you know, that they're like, oh my God, I met a turtle. <laughs> and <laughs> so I care about this, you know? Um, and the other part is, I guess, including all of my marine conservation stuff with my courses. Um, I call all of my courses eco dive courses. So I'm including a project aware specialty, which each with each one of those courses, um, which is uh, Patty's conservation specialty. So it's um, like our water, our world that talks all about the ocean. And it's kind of an intro to ocean conservation and learning about it. So I think it's a great place to start. So I won't do any courses without that because I think it's yeah. really important. That is awesome. So what does that kind of include just like talking about how to be more like eco-conscious and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of gives an overview of even the ecosystem of the ocean and how it works. Um, I like to include stuff about, you know, the inverted triangle, because <laughs> most people don't know about that. Um, and for the listeners that don't, it's, you know, it's inverted from how it is on land. So basically sharks are at the top, the predators. Um, and that's why they're so important to the, to the, um, to the food triangle. And um, yeah, just stuff like that. And then it also goes into things that you can do. So those there's basically two parts to it. Um, and the second part is like the conservation, like steps that you can take. And then I can go through things that I think are really easy swaps. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I really love that you got like you're um, going through those swaps and like giving people alternatives and stuff like that. I think that's super important. And it makes people realize that it's more achievable and attainable and sustainable than it comes across. It's very almost intimidating when you first start thinking about it. So. I like that you're kind of introducing it little by little. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think when people start to, it's like, once you get woke about this, you can ne kind of never go back, right? Because you like, yeah. you're like, oh my God, look at all this plastic in my house. Where do I even start? Like, it's just insane, you know? And then, and then it's overwhelming and you're like, I don't even have time, you know, to work out. How am I going to have time to do all this? And so, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, and that's how I've approached it is like one thing at a time, you know, I'm like, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to swap my toothbrushes. Okay. Now I'm going to switch to a menstrual cup. Okay. Now I'm going to switch my shampoo. You know, it's, and all those things add up and I don't think you have to be perfect, you know? No, no, absolutely not. And I think it's very important to stress the importance of like using things up rather than just like if I see that I have like a plastic toothbrush that I just bought rather than just throw that one out and then go buy a bamboo toothbrush like use that toothbrush for however many months and then go buy uh, like when you purchase your next one then get a sustainable option like don't just toss something perfectly good because you need a sustainable option like use it up and then do that yeah no for sure I mean I had I think it took me like a year to go through this huge bag of pink plastic razors that I had. <laughs> and I'd already bought them before I like, you know, realized all of this and started, you know, making all the swaps. And I was like, oh my God. So I, I mean, I used them all. I mean, you have to, right? So yeah. 
I went through the whole bag and then I was like so excited when I finally got to switch to a safety razor. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things that if you like, they're going to end up somewhere is either way. So it's best to like get a use out of them. And you don't have to go through this whole like life changing, toss everything and then get everything sustainable right away thing, like throw out every piece of plastic and then go get the alternatives because that's expensive and just like almost something that can't happen because like unless you have almost unlimited money, like it's unattainable. So it's I think it's very important to stress like the it's a slow, long, long time change kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And if you do like one thing per month, like that's my thing is I do, you know, I try to swap like one thing a month. Um, there's a great little plastic free shop here where I live. Um, and so I'll go in there and, you know, get one thing. And that's like, you know, tw- it's probably like $25 or something. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's going out to eat once. So, you know, you can, even if your budget's really tight, I mean, you can choose one day that you would have eaten out and just have a sandwich at home. And then there you go. There you (laughs) You go. So what would be your top things if like someone asked you, like, what should I switch out first? What would be your top things to recommend switching out or your top things to suggest using to transition into a more sustainable life? I mean, number one, which is probably the easiest and cheapest thing is that toothbrush. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking actually about, um, this exact thing with Sarah from Girls at Scuba on my podcast. Um, but she was saying how like, um, the toothbrushes are actually this really, really hard plastic that doesn't, um, break down at all. Um, so they found actually, uh, toothbrushes like in coral reefs, which is terrifying. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, that's a really, really easy swap. And then, um, for women, the menstrual cup, I mean, total Mm -hmm. game changer. I, I mean, it saves you like $15 per month, first of all. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, but it's just amazing. Um, and then I guess if I can choose another thing, probably, um, your sunscreen is a huge deal, especially if you spend any time. Well, I mean, actually not even just outdoors, like even if you're, well, I mean, just body care in general, <laughs> yeah. Body yeah. yeah, body care in general. It's like, if you put it on your body, it's going to wash down the drain. It's going to go straight out into the environment and into the ocean. So it's really important what you use. Yeah. Like do these reef safe sunscreens that you can get. And there's some amazing ones out there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and you know, it's really interesting, which I guess um, this was bound to come up, but I'm also the marketing director for Stream to See, <laughs> which is um, a reef safe sunscreen. And I didn't had no idea about this until I started working there, but it's insane how shady the sunscreen industry is. So oh, like, absolutely. It is like, there's so much drama with the sunscreen industry. It's insane. Um, there's actually like no regulation for the terms reef safe or natural or anything like that. So people like just slap reef safe on it and it could be like the most unreef safe sunscreen ever. So do not press labels, you know, you really have to look into it. Um, and that's why I love stream to see. It's like, I'm actually working for a company I can stand behind. They, yeah, um, it's something that you use and you trust. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, they use their own money to, um, actually do testing 
And they did testing on coral larvae, freshwater fish, and saltwater fish. And it came back um, that it was safe for all of them. Um, and it was like over a period of time, a lot of people actually will do those tests and they'll make it just short enough to where it's like right before the fish dies. Ah, yes. So it's like, technically they did that, but it's like a fraud. It's insane. What the links people will go to. It's like, just make a good product. <laughs> just, it's not hurting anyone to do that. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like, just be a good person. Come on. <laughs> and then what about some other things? Like what are larger changes people can make in terms of like sustainable buying and whatnot to that you would suggest some like large less like everyday things and more like larger purchases um larger purchases I mean you know I'd say I mean if you these are obviously more money um but if you are switching your vehicle um you know, getting a, a green electric car. <laughs> That's definitely on my list. Um, I really want, they have a t- Toyota RAV, RAV4 that's an electric and I really, really Ooh. want that. So that's on my list for in the future, hopefully when eco-conscious diver really takes off. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, you can really just drive less. That's like one of the yeah. number one things that we do that's so bad for the environment. And if you get a bike, I mean, like whenever I've been, you know, biking a lot, I mean, you can get abs biking. <laughs> so it's like, you know, killing two there birds with one stone there. Yeah. So you also do some scientific diving, right? Yeah. So that was uh, one of the things I did with the Marine Environmental Technology Program. Um, I actually got an AAUS. It's the American Academy of Underwater Sciences Scientific Diving Certification. And then I got a um, research diving certificate as well. Oh, cool. So what are those? Like, What is scientific diving and research diving? And how is it different from just like open water patty? So, um, well, first of all, I guess to be a scientific diver, you have to get your advanced certification. Um, And your advanced certification really takes you to the next level of diving because it makes you choose three specialties and really hone in on your skills. So most people do like navigation and... um, buoyancy, that sort of stuff, which you really need to do scientific diving. So I'd say it's like almost two levels up from open water. Um, And really a lot of it is like your buoyancy. So um, during the course, we spend a lot of time learning how to hover over things because obviously you're like feet in the air Um, at a tilt, you know, holding a clipboard, trying not to run into the coral that you're trying to monitor (laughs) and save, you know, Um, and it's actually pretty hard because you, you know, I mean, especially if there's a current, all sorts of stuff. Um, So they teach you, that's like one of the first things they teach you. And then um, working with all the equipment, um, you know, transect lines, which is really just like a, um, what's it called? Like the rulers that it's not a hard ruler. It's like a measuring tape. <laughs> it's, like, it's like measuring tape. Um, and so you're learning how to do that and go along and monitor. And then, um, you know, there's certain processes like um, learning how to um, at accurately um, like 
categorize things. So specifically we did coral. Um, and so, you know, it's like, is it dead? Is it just bleached? Is this predation? You know, what is it? It's that sort of stuff. So it's a mix of like diving and really the science. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's super cool. So do you have to go through all the levels before you can do that? Or could you just go from like patty to scientific diving? Oh, I mean, um, I think for scientific diving, they do require that you're a patty advanced. So you would have to do open water and then advanced and then um, the scientific diving course. Um, but you definitely don't have to go to like instructor level patty. You know, yeah. you can just do those two and then go to scientific diving. But I, I would definitely recommend it for, I mean, anyone who's in marine science or who's in um, interested just in conservation and also wants to like volunteer dive. A lot of volunteer places will ask that you have that just to kind of prove that you're not going to get down there and like knock over all their coral <laughs> out plants or something crazy yeah. like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So where has scientific diving taken you? Did you just do it at the uh, school you were or like at your, when you were doing your course? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess after I got my scientific diver, um, I had been volunteering with uh, Coral Restoration Foundation in Key Largo cool. for about a year. And then it came up for the opportunity. They wanted um, to contract out some of the people from the college to work on the Key West nursery that they were creating. So um, I actually worked paid for CRF for a couple of months there uh, before I moved up to St. Pete. Oh, I wish awesome. I could wander, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that is super cool. Thanks. It, I mean, it's so so fun. I love it. It's yeah. very like it's so therapeutic. I mean, I feel like anything you do underwater is super therapeutic because it's just like you and the bubbles, and yeah. And then you get to be paid for being underwater. You know, Pretty dream cool. job could not get oh, any yeah. better than that. For sure. what are your favorite parts of the ocean like your favorite way to spend a day in the ocean some of your favorite animals you said fish earlier so like kind of what's your favorite fish and all that kind of stuff um I mean definitely I would say I don't know it's kind of a a toss-up between like doing something like working with CRF like what I did before um without planting corals and stuff because you feel so accomplished and like you're actually taking action for the ocean it's like such a good feeling when you get done doing that um the other side of that if it's like not work would be just recreational diving um to be honest I love taking photos um, and then IDing fish and, um, my favorite fish are puffers. I love just any type of puffer fish. They're so stinking cute and <laughs> they are um, pretty cute. They are. I was in, uh, Thailand, um, I guess it was in February and, oh my God, they have so many more species than we have here in Florida. It was insane. Like everywhere I turned, I was like, oh my God, I don't know which type of puffer that is, but I love it. (laughs) I love that. I have this like running joke with all my friends and even some of my profs that like, I hate fish. Like I don't, but just like I'm a marine mammal, like kind of is where I want to go. So we always have this joke that I hate fish, but I think they're so cool. And whenever I dive, just like seeing schools of them and being surrounded by them is just amazing. 
Well, yeah, I think like, you know, I mean, obviously we all have our favorite thing underwater. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I felt with like working with coral. It's like, I, there are people who are total coral nerds, you know, that's like all <laughs> they care about. And I'm not really that way, but I can totally appreciate coral because I love fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, maybe you appreciate fish because mammals have to eat the fish. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So Caitlin, if people want to follow along with you and your journey and eco-conscious diver, where can they do that? Um, so, uh, the best way to follow along, I guess, is probably on social media. I've got, um, a Facebook and an Instagram account for both me. Um, so it's, uh, S-E-A, Caitlin McCall. And then I also have one for Eco-Conscious Diver. It's just, um, at Eco-Conscious Diver. Um, and then I also have my website, which has all of my podcast episodes, um, and the eco dive shop and, and, um, everything kind of in one place. Oh, and that's, um, www.eco-consciousdiver.com. That's awesome. And there's, uh, it's a super cool website. I highly re- recommend checking it out. I was on it kind of pre-planning for this podcast before, and it's super interesting and you have a lot of great links on there. Oh, thanks. I love it. So definitely check that out. And Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It was amazing to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. I'm so inspired by Caitlin and I've followed her for a very long time. So I was so excited to have her on today. And inspired by her again, I actually reached out to stream to see and I'm proud to announce that Water Women is now an affiliate with them. So if you're purchasing any of their products, use the code WATERWOMEN at the checkout to get a discount. I fully support all their products and it's amazing to see them share on their site how they're actually working and show you the research so you know that they're a good company to support. Make sure to follow Caitlin on all her social media and as always, you can follow along with WATERWOMEN on all social medias. We're on Instagram and Facebook at the Water Women Podcast and on Twitter at Water Women Pod. You can also check out our website, waterwomen.weebly.com, and send us an email at waterwomenpodcast at gmail.com if you or someone you know is a water woman who wants to be featured on this podcast. And until next time, stay salty. Mm-hmm.